0: So we are going to be getting back to the gospel of John in chapter 17, I believe we left off in verse 19 yesterday. So we're going to pick back up verse 21 without further ado, let's get into this. So yesterday I was, I kind of alluded to this. And if you're familiar with the gospel of John, you probably already knew what was coming next. But in uh, verse 20 of chapter 17, in, in this prayer, the Lord Jesus Christ says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. So by extension, this prayer is not only to those who are directly before him. But all those that would believe on him through their word. By extension, that's all of us. Everyone who has believed the gospel moving forward after the original 12 apostles and all of the disciples, all of the followers, their word carried from that moment in history to this moment right now. We have believed the gospel. Because of their not, I wouldn't say because of their words, but their word and their testimony has carried forth from this time till now. Right. It was a was a, a chain reaction. The Lord Jesus Christ is manifest. The the 12 apostles come along. Many other disciples follow him. The Lord Jesus Christ is crucified, buried the third day he's risen. He's seen by, I think, 500, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody fact checked me on that. I believe it was 500. I might be wrong. Just what, what I remember offhand. The testimony of these people who saw him after this resurrection spread. And many people believed right these These people were not insane; they had not lost their mind, so when people heard this testimony, that spread far and wide, right, and many have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as a chain reaction from that testimony until now. so again, by extension, this prayer applies to in my opinion, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. But I believe this prayer applies to all those who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ from this point in history moving forward. Um verse 21 that all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Notice the Lord Jesus Christ said one in us. Again, the theme of the deity of Christ at this point, if I was a, if I was a naysayer of, of that Bible truth, reading this, honestly, reading what said, seeing what's said at this point, I'd be like, all right, the gig is up. The Lord Jesus Christ is God. This is settled. He he has made enough statements. He'd said enough things to, to leave you with enough to put two and two together, even if you didn't understand that biblical truth. So he's both showing the unity and equality of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, perfect unity. Um, in the book of First John, chapter five and verse seven, First John five seven, the Bible says, "For there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word." And the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. That word right there, one, simple word, right? Is from the Latin word unus. Um, which means one single, only one, uh, same, any sum. And the word one, the English dictionary means single in number, individual, as one man, one book, single by union, undivided, the same. This is why when the Lord Jesus Christ made statements like this, the Jews, the religious leaders at the time, sought to take up stones to have him put to death. It was The thing about the Bible, when you read it, it was no question to them what he was talking about. They knew this is laid out in the Bible. This is why they took up stones. What's interesting is. To read this now, sometimes when I hear certain arguments, I'm like, that's interesting, because when you read the Bible. This topic wasn't even up for debate. People knew what he was saying. They knew what it meant, but somehow now we have come to this, in my opinion, false conclusion that there's, there was some debate biblically about who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Even if you go back to the book of Isaiah, right? His name shall be called God with us, everlasting father, Prince of peace. I mean, this is And maybe I'm just in my simple mind. Maybe that's what it is. But to me, this is very obvious, very obvious point. In verse 22, he says, and the glory which thou gavest me, I give them that they may be one, even as we are one. Not going to lie to you. I do not fully grasp that verse. Simple. Don't fully grasp it. So I'm gonna move on, and Lord willing, come back to that at some point. I know you weren't expecting that, but I'm not gonna front with you. If if I if I'm if I'm dark on something and I don't really grasp something, I'm gonna move on. And I will say, and I will fully admit, because I don't fully understand the the idea in that verse. Maybe simple. Maybe you know, and. You're probably listening like, what? You don't understand this. This is simple. I don't, I'm not going to hold you. And maybe because of that, maybe I have an improper conclusion about the verses moving forward, not being able to to build upon that verse, which is very possible. I just want to give that disclosure out there. But again, as I always say, I should not be your authority. I enjoy doing these videos as much as I enjoy studying my Bible But I should not be your authority. If you're not reading your Bible yourself, if you're not looking into these things yourself, in my opinion, you are doing yourself a great disservice. Again, I should not be your authority. Hopefully, these videos encourage you to go forth and study your Bible. That's what I would hope. I mean, I'm, I'm nobody and I'm nothing. But if this if these videos inspire you to go study your Bible, even if you study your Bible, even if you if you watch this video and you think, you know what, you said this or you said this, I think you're wrong. And I'm going to the Bible that actually is encouraging to me, because if I haven't if I haven't been any other effect on the body of Christ, I encourage people to get in God's word. I'm good with that. If, if I'm wrong, I'm good with that, too. If you come back to me and say, hey, I studied this. The Bible says X, Y, and Z. And your your biblical logic is sound. Hey, I'll be like, yo, I'm thankful. Verse 23. I in them and thou in me. That they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou has loved me. Now, a couple different things. All right. So he says in here, uh, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and the world may know that thou has sent me and has loved them uh, as thou has loved me. Now, this is, I guess, kind of my only thought about verse 22 because of what was said in verse 23. And again, I will fully admit, I do not know if the way I view verse 22 is necessarily the, the proper way in its context. I think there's something I'm missing, so I might have to go back, study this a little more, read it a little more. It may be as simple and I'm overthinking all of these things are possible, but the Lord Jesus Christ, hundred percent man, hundred percent God, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, perfect unity. Is it that the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to get us? Well, I know God wants us in perfect unity, so I know that's the point. And when we see when we see the next statement, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up, kind of show you where my brain is going. Where it says, I and them. Notice this is right after he says, And the glory which thou gavest me, that's the part th- this is the part where I kinda uh not not sure I really understand. He said, In the glory which thou gavest me, I give I have given them. Not quite sure I understand that correctly. That they may be one as or even as we are one. So in unison. And then he and then he moves on, right? I in them thou in me that they may be made perfect in one could it be and this is where this thought took me in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verses uh Philippians ch- chapter 2 verses 12 yeah 12 and 13 The Bible says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in many, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Could it be? that the point is Christ is in you if you submit yourself to God if you submit to God's work in you how could we be out of sync if God has shown you something that through the bible I'm not saying some arbitrary I saw this cloud or I saw this sign or saw this thing I'm talking about you're studying your bible You see what the Bible says and you realize, yo, there's something working in me and I'm seeing where I'm not in line with what the Bible teaches about this issue. If all of us did that, right, if all of us submitted to God working in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure, how could we be out of sync? Answer is we wouldn't be. We would all be on the same page. The Lord Jesus Christ showed us an example of this and and I didn't really think about this in this way right but so with this in mind right Luke 22:42 with this in mind Lord Jesus Christ 100% man 100% God both all man and all God Jesus Christ saying father if thou be willing remove this cup from me but his next statement is nevertheless not my will but thine be done. So a lot of times when you read stuff like this, the first, the first thought I know that comes to my mind. I can't again. I can't speak for other people. Is all right. So, hundred percent man, hundred percent God, praying to the Father, not by not my will, but thine. Like what is like? I don't understand. But then I think, the Lord Jesus Christ humbled Himself. This is what the Bible says, right? humbled himself, manifest in a body of flesh, experienced all the experiences we have. Right. So when he asked this, when he asked, when when he prayed right here, saying, father, if thou, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. I think that's real human emotions. This is not made up, but then we see how life should be handled. And I I think this is recorded and done for our purpose, for us to see this, to know how we should handle these situations. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. If all of us as believers, a, a collective body of Christ, if every one of us decided today, let's just say every one of us decided we going all in. God, whatever it is you want from my life, guide my steps, guide me, show me where I need to be. I want to do it. There's things I would like. Nonetheless, what do you want? Not me. What do you want? If we all did that, God working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If we carried that out, it would be impossible for us to be out of sync there would be unison. There would be unity. There would be oneness. And I think that's the point. Back to the Gospel of John, chapter 17, and verse 24. Father, I will that they also, whom Thou hast given me, be with me where I am that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me uh, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Much in that verse, not going to touch on all of it, but what I will say is in the end of that verse, he said, for thou lovest me, Before the foundation of the world, these things were not prayed or said in a vacuum. The disciples were around, they heard, obviously, because it's recorded. So, somebody heard what he said. These things weren't said in a vacuum. The Lord Jesus Christ said so much and did so much, and these are only the things we have recorded. I'm not even talking about the things that we don't have recorded, obviously, because I don't know what was done. I wasn't there, but there was much he did beyond what we have recorded in the scripture. But these things were said and they would hear this. There's, if you, if you go to the epistles, right? Uh, The book of James, uh, all of the Pauline epistles, Romans, first, second Corinthians, first, second Thessalonians, uh, first, second Timothy, Philippians, Titus, you go to the book of 1st Peter, 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, you know, John, Jude. What you, what you begin to see is you see the doctrines and ideas that they built were, were based upon both Old Testament truths and the clarity that the Lord Jesus Christ provided for them. These things put together with the Holy Spirit, they were able to form complete and plain doctrines. The Lord Jesus Christ, being God, manifest in flesh, is one of these things. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. So the Lord Jesus Christ did not come into existence. He was manifest, and he was here before the foundation of the world. And and we already read John 1.1. 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And later on it says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Verse twenty five, O righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee. But I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. How did they know? How did they know he was sent of God? In verse 8 of this same chapter, the Bible says, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Something else that was said in this same book, Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 22, the Lord Jesus Christ said something. It applied, he's talking about the people who didn't receive his words, but wrapped up in that is more than you know. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not. Uh, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. The Lord Jesus Christ was revelatory in his manifestation. He was authoritative. He was expository. He made known the mystery of God and people who were honest with themselves right? Because God already knows the heart, but people who are honest with themselves, they knew exactly what they were seeing. Like, yo, this is different. This is not just some random prophet. This, this, this Lord Jesus Christ speaking with authority, speaking plainly, expounding upon things they knew in their heart, this was truth. And the, and this is how the the disciples knew. I believe when the Lord, I believe now. You got to remember, let it sink in your mind: a hundred percent man, a hundred percent God. Imagine right now, imagine right now, if you were alive during this time, God manifest in a body of flesh, walking among you. You cannot convince me that when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke, in the very core of everyone's heart, they knew this is truth. It was undeniable, undeniable. Now in rebellion, did people deny? Absolutely. They were more concerned about control than they were truth. In verse, uh, let's go back to John chapter 17. In verse 26, last verse. And I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. That word declare means to clear, to free from obscurity, to make plain. The Lord Jesus Christ. His manifestation, in my opinion. Was sort of like a person who has worn glasses their whole lives and now all of, or, or has has never worn glasses and has had blurred vision their whole lives, not even understanding that they couldn't see clearly. Then they put the glasses on. It was like, Oh man, I was missing a lot of detail from life to me in my opinion in the hearts and minds of, of the people who were around at this time this was the effect on the manifestation of the lord jesus christ both his words his actions and his very presence was very a uh, uh, declarative of god very expository revelatory when he spoke his deeds his miracles I believe in these people's hearts, God was made clear. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.